Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Another episode, yeah, I saw you. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeo, joined by Ryan Roberts. Yet again, lost my voice because I am an idiot. But today we are talking about interior offensive linemen. We are starting our individual comparison shows. We decided to start with two very, very talented offensive linemen, two centers. Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas, Jarrett Patterson from Notre Dame. The two guys that are going to be in discussion for number one center off the board in the 2023 class. Ryan, how are we doing today? Good, man. Good. We're in the same time zone. When's the last time that happens? Uh, November. November. Oh, were you were you back home uh, in November? Yeah, I was back. I was back here for uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, you never say hi, man. When you're back home, it's weird. Well, I never say hi. You didn't say happy birthday to me this weekend. It's totally okay. It, it was your birthday, really? Was it? Actually? Yeah, I told you that was why I was coming home, man. <laughs> oh, really? Shit, I'm I don't care. I don't care. You got I'm more sorry. stuff on your plate than I do. I'm. All right, well, I'm happy just, birthday. How old are you? Twenty five. Uh, I am twenty one. No, I'm, not. I'm, tw- I'm 24. <laughs> okay, 24. Yeah, I got. It. Well, happy happy belated birthday, man. No, nah, thank you. I appreciate it. How how hungover were you? Um. No, no comment. Let's <laughs> 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 just say I was out a little bit too late. Uh, probably a lot. My body's not built to do that anymore. It was never built to do that, but it is definitely not. And, and I think it was the to be out as late as I was in New York City. I have determined I am not doing that ever again because I am not capable of staying up that late anymore. Well, you should you should never go to New York City. That was your first mistake. Oh, stop it. All right. Today, we're talking Patterson Stromberg. Before we get to that, though, folks, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, BetOnline. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source. For all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games, it's super easy to get started. So head to your said head to their website today, or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code Believe to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan, this is going to be really interesting to go over these guys. I feel like I say that every single show, but. I think they're very different uh, for in a number of aspects, especially in terms of their projection. And I want to start with Jarrett Patterson first, who I don't know what the age difference is. These guys both decided to come back. We know that Patterson and you even said this two years ago back on in the day that we were doing the Notre Dame podcast. I refuse to acknowledge which company that was for. But back when we were doing the Notre Dame podcast, 
you had said that you thought that Jared Patterson could have been center one in the 2021 class. Here he is now in the 2023 group. And the one thing we get with Jarrett Patterson is the guy is super polished. Like the thing that popped out to me obviously has the great size, but the awareness, how active he is as a blocker, that was what what really shined to me for Jarrett Patterson in his in his film. And it, so indirect comparison, I mean, you talked about the age for a second. Jared Patterson was born in 99, so he is still 22 years old. He should be he will be 23. Crazy. At the time of the draft, Ricky Stromberg right now is still 21, so he will be 22 during the draft. So, so the same age. Yeah, pretty comparable in, in that regard. My my real quick backstory on Jared Patterson. Do we have time for a real quick one? Yeah. So he has started three years at center, coming into his final year now, went back for his fourth um for his fourth year as a starter, fifth year senior. Will to be coached by Harry Heastand again, who Harry Heastand was there, of course, when offensive line U was a thing with the Martins and Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson and Ronnie Stanley and all that great success, right? So he wanted to come back. Coach Heastand comes back to be coached by him. The talking point now, Joe, we talked about this last year, I think, with him potentially moving out to tackle. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the a move is maybe in the cards again. So... Zeke Corral, the center out of Notre Dame, who was entering his junior year, I believe, he had a great spring. And the the conversation pieces now, he might be a center, and that would move Jared Patterson out to left guard, apparently. So there may be a conversation piece of center-guard combination. But I agree with you. So first and foremost, I thought 2020 film was way better for Patterson for 2021, mostly because – the players around him last year were not as good, man. Like it was a struggling unit, but very good athlete, very good athlete, pretty technically sound. I think that that's even going to improve more now with Coach stand back. The one thing though, I, th- I think with him, I, I agree. He's a good athlete. He's a very powerful athlete. I- I'm curious your take on this. I- I'm not sure if we, if we stand differently. I thought he was a little heavy footed. I-, I feel like he doesn't, and maybe I know that he he was dealing with that that ankle injury that he mm. suffered two years ago, I believe, and he hasn't been a hundred percent healthy throughout the entirety of uh, the you know the past couple of years in Notre Dame. So I don't know if that that ankle injury is something that is maybe not fully recovered. It's tough to move as an uh, as a center when you're dealing with an ankle injury at that size. Maybe mm. I'm overthinking it a little bit. But he just looked a little bit heavy-footed. I thought that Stromberg moved better than than Patterson did. Interesting. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, we're we're going to disagree a little bit on that. Okay. I think what I think what we saw was the fact that Patterson had to make up for a lot more around him. Right, there was a lot more traffic that he had to navigate because the offensive line just and guard specifically last year was just not great at Notre Dame. Man, yep. like Kane Madden and Andrew Christophic, who both may not be well. Kane Madden for sure won't be starting at Notre Dame because he graduated, but Andrew Kostovic might also not be starting at Notre Dame. So I think that it's just a little bit of context to why it wasn't as good. But I think that I think Jared Patterson's a really good athlete. I think that he's I think Stromberg is a good athlete, and I think he's incredibly flexible, more flexible than Jared Patterson. But I think quick footed wise, I would actually take Patterson in that regard. He reminds really? me a lot of, and I've said this one I think before on this show. He reminds me of Alex Mack a little bit stylistically. Yes. I think long, athletic, 
and a great pass blocker. My biggest questions about Jared Patterson, so we'd see him just a little bit differently, is I think his core strength needs to improve tremendously. Out of the two, I would say Stromberg has much better core strength mm. right now. Patterson has the frame to do it, but I just think that there is a lack of power prowess from a Jared Patterson right now. Wait, when you can you clarify power prowess? Is it is it mostly the core strength, or do you think in general he doesn't have to have the power that you need? Well, I mean, core strength mostly, right? Like, I don't think yeah. I think when he makes initial contact, I don't. I think his hands have a little bit of pop in them, but yeah. I also I just don't think he has displacement power, right? Like, I don't think he's able to easily create movement at the point of attack, mostly, right? So, like when we're talking about him blocking back in certain situations or even working like inside zone to get initial punch and then work out to the second level. I just think there's a lack of power creating movement at the at the top of reps. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that where I, I didn't necessarily see somebody who's who's blowing guys off the ball, but what you get with him is adequate, adequate play strength that makes it hard for him to get overpowered or moved around, especially you're talking about pass protection. Like oh, he pass protection, up, he's a wall, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he picks up nose, nose guards, defensive tackles so mm -hmm. easily. And yeah. he gives up no ground. But what I was saying earlier about the awareness thing, why I think he's ultimately probably going to be an early two, late one, is because of the experience level that shows up on tape that he is mentally so active. And he talked about having to do way more than he really needed to do because he was put in bad situations by his guards. You watch yep. him, he'll he'll slide one way. He'll realize that the guy to his right doesn't need help, but the guy to his left does, and then he has to transition. Not a lot of centers do that. A lot of centers yep. will commit to wherever they're going, and they just commit to it. So that, to me, that activity level, that awareness, I think that's that's tremendous to have and why ultimately, again, somebody is going to take him end of the first, early second. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think he's got top 50 potential to, to his game. I, I think that it was... Again, 2021 was a little uneven, but there was context to why it was a little uneven. I think we were talking, I mean, Jared Patterson's near six foot five, and he had, you know, 307 pounds, clean frame. The kid's going to be 310, 315 with ease. Like, it's not even going to be difficult for him. So I think the projection is easily there for Jared to take that step. If they, I mean, again, I, I think Alex Mack is one of the better centers that we have seen in the NFL over the last X amount of years, right? And he, I know he just retired. But I, I think stylistically, that's what I see with the Jared Patterson. I think wide zone system, inside zone system that predicates on movement. I think that you're going to get a really good player out of Jared Patterson. And honestly, Joe, I, I mean, I, I put this take out there last year and I still believe it. One of the better pass blocking centers that I can remember coming out in several years. Like I think, mm. I think run game needs improvement, like I said, from a power perspective, but there's movement skills that could be had in the run game. And I think that his pass blocking is about as good as you're going to find from a center coming out of college. Ricky Stromberg, on the other hand, I, I think with Patterson, you get a much more steady player. I think there's a little bit more inconsistency with Stromberg, but some of his best plays are really, really good. One thing I want to address first, and, and I just quickly just checked the NFS grades to, to, mm -hmm. to confirm what his arm length was. He's super wide, but we got to acknowledge the fact that he's got some stumpy arms. That was that was one. Patterson's thing that, got even shorter arms though. Patterson's does, like does he really? thirty-one in some change. Yeah, he's got. Well, some he's stumpies. he's a little bit taller. Yeah. Um, maybe that helps him. I didn't necessarily notice the short arms on Patterson. 
I, I really yeah. noticed the short arms on Stromberg because there were reps where he was getting dogged by guys that had much longer arms. Like Fendarian Mathis, I don't mm-hmm. know what that length differential is, but he had some fits trying to block him. Fedarian had like 34 and some odd inch arms. He he had some length to him. He did. So that's enough to, to slow you down. But the 32 inch, yeah. the yeah, the obviously not super stumpy for a center, but mm-hmm. it, it's pretty noticeable how stumpy his arms are. Yeah. Um I all right, Joe, let me ask you this before I all start right. on Stromberg. Let me ask you this. Who'd you like better? Patterson because he's much he's steadier. I I, I would you rather Homer. It's not a Homer thing. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Homer. I like Stromberg kind of considerably more, man. Considerably. I yeah. I th- I think the I think the best of Ricky Stromberg is really good, man. <laughs> like and I agree. There needs to be there needs to be some consistency, right? Like I, yeah. I agree there. I don't think he's a finished product, which most players coming out of college aren't, right? But I mean the kid is Near six four, right around that ballpark, dense. <laughs> he is put together wide as hell. Three hundred fifteen pounds at near six foot four, and he. I mean, he looks like he. You could have told me he's three twenty five, but like, yep, I can get there, man. Like, I see that. Apparently, he's lost a little bit of weight this offseason, actually, Joe, which mm. I think is going to help to. Because I actually thought his flexibility is kind of silly, man. Like, I think it's yeah, really he moves good. really well. That was he. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Not that I don't understand, but I'm surprised that you don't think that his he moves better and his foot speed is is uh, is not better than Patterson's. I think it's on par. I think he's more. I think he's a much more flexible and explosive athlete. I guess I think that Patterson is just a more smooth and linearly um, like. I think foot speed is a little faster, but I think quickness and from an explosiveness perspective, I probably give it to Stromberg, but flexibility, he has it, man. I mean, there's some times where he gets put in some bad situations, and I talk about this with offensive tackles a ton, where he, you're a little off balance, maybe your chest is a little in front of your feet, and you know, just the balance has kind of been has been put into a tough situation, and he's able to recover quickly, right? And I think that that's really what shows it. And I think there's a little bit of a dog in him too, man. Like I think his – I think his, mm. he's got way more pop in his hands than yes, James Patterson yes. right now. Like he's I also he he's definitely league. more aggressive. And like one yes. of the notes that I put down on him is that you know he's a strong, he's got strong blocker. But I put aggressive downhill head first blocker is is what yes. you get with him. Like he, there are some plays, man, where he initiates with a headbutt, which is probably not something smart to be doing in 2022, and it's something that we try to coach out of guys these days. But yep. the dude is not afraid to lead with his head, and he wants to smack some people. No, no, he is a he's a tone setter on yeah. the offensive line. And I, I think you know he's going to be a third year starter this upcoming year, I believe, for Arkansas, and he's a fourth year player. I really like him, man. I think this is my kid. Where I'm just like, I think this is the late first to early second round player. I, I I've, and I know we're going to talk about projections mm-hmm. here a little more in a second, but. I think Stromberg's got the goods. I think that he could potentially be the first center off the board. Like I would not be shocked at all if that were to happen. Because I really, I really think that just the combination of flexibility, um, hand hand power, hand strength, and the physicality he plays with, with the solid enough foot quickness and just overall athleticism, I think there's a lot to work with with Ricky Stromberg. I think he's an exciting prospect. So I, I feel with both these guys. They deserve to be in the end of the first round conversation, and then that the Stromberg, um, you know, also like Patterson, can mm-hmm. be a, if not a, an early second round pick. The reason why 
I think I give the nod to Patterson over Stromberg. Mm-hmm. Is I really value the aptitude, the awareness, the experience for centers more than I would with any other offensive line position. Like if we were talking about guards, mm-hmm. I think I would definitely, based on how we describe both these players, I would probably pick Stromberg. And there's, I mean, there's a possibility too that Patterson is technically a guard in this next class. He, he I mean, it, I would say. Look, I, I think that both these guys are going to get drafted to play center. I mean, we might yeah. see a little bit of Patterson at guard this year. So you might get right. like a little, is he a guard at the next level? Is he center? He's probably a center. I'll say this. I think Ricky Stromberg could be a really good guard. I really do. Yeah. Just to your point, I think, which we were trying to make there. Yeah, Patterson definitely makes more sense at a center. I, because, yeah. again, the flexibility, the, the movement abilities for Stromberg him it allows him to play multiple positions. We have to kind of see what what Patterson does at guard. I I don't naturally. I think for Notre Dame, it's a huge mm-hmm. positive that he's moving to guard because he's experienced. He's good enough to do it. It's not set in stone, but yes, right. It's, yep. it's yeah. It's not set in stone. I kind of hate it for his draft projection because I yeah I would like to see him finish out his career at center where he's going to fit best in the NFL and maybe that that messes with some teams' heads and trying to properly evaluate him. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't think that uh, Cole Strange was going to get drafted to play to play guard. I thought that he was going to be a center just based on all the snapping that he did at the Senior Bowl. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I'm just I'm really big on awareness and intelligence for a position that requires you to to call the shots in the middle of the offensive line, and that's just the only reason why he's he's much steadier. I try not to pick the guys that are further along in their development because I you know you should value upside at any position group, but just center is one of the few that, that I think that it, it's a little bit more important. Well, I mean, that's the key communicator on the offensive line. So I, I agree with you. I, I think that <clears throat> I don't think you can substitute for live reps, live bullets, the experience factor, I think absolutely matters. So we're talking about two guys here where Jared Patterson is going to be a four-year player, played a lot of football at Notre Dame and Ricky Stromberg is going to be a three-year starter at Arkansas. So both guys are going to have experience. So I I think that both guys are going to have substantial upside as communicators on the offensive line. The only th- hesitation I have on Patterson, Joe, mm-hmm. outside of just you know needing to get kind of back to the 2020 form of himself. And I know I talked about you know a little bit of core strength issues. He's had some injuries. He has yes. kind of yeah. working back over the last couple of years. He's missed. Uh, substan- uh, I don't want to say substantial, but he's missed a decent amount of time over the last couple of years with some nagging injuries. So, and he also missed spring ball recovering from an injury as well. So that I think is just something to monitor, but you know, either way, he's a very, very talented player. It's just, we, I want to see a fully healthy and consistent season for Jared Patterson this year. The injury stuff is definitely something that does need to be taken into account. He, he, he might have, some of the worst injury history out of any of the offensive linemen that we've we've discussed over the past so couple of weeks and that yeah. we're going to discuss this week. What was the injury he was dealing with in the in the spring? Was it I ankle th- again? I think it was a foot injury. I'll double well, check. I, the, I or the original foot. injury was it was a broken ankle, broken foot. It was one of the two. I, I don't remember exactly, so I pref- would like to not be quoted uh, on misdiagnosing him. I've <laughs> I've had a tendency to do that with other players, but um well, I know it was lower I, body. I'm checking out an article right now from uh, irishbreakdown.com. Great written by Ryan Roberts. <laughs> no, not written by me, actually. It was by Brian Driz- Apparently, Okay, so completely got this one wrong, okay? He po- he tore a peck, which was why recently oh. he was out for the spring. 
It was definitely a lower body injury, though, why, why he missed time last year. But yes, he tore a pec this. Uh, that's the oh, that's so much worse. Or during the spring, he, something like that. Yeah, he's he's agitating injuries in other position group or uh, um, physical body groups. Like that's that's bad. It's it's, a, it's, it's bad. Step back, you know. I, so. I wonder the the severity of it. Like, did he need surgery? Did I is think this he like did a Nicobe, the Nicobe Dean injury was bad. That was the one yeah. that uh, was the same as the one that I had. And you can opt to not get surgery, but your strength is significantly diminished when you don't get surgery, which is why I'm, I got mine repaired. So I'm hoping that's not I'm, the case for Patterson. I'm pretty sure Patterson chose to to have surgery, if I remember correctly. Again, okay. if I'm if I'm don't don't quote me on that in case I have that a little bit wrong, but like I'm nearly positive because he missed all the spring. I mean, he probably would either way, but I'm almost positive that he he was getting surgery for it. So, so before we wrap up for anyone who kind of wants some context on like how these pec injury works, you have your pec major and your pec minor, the pec major is the, the, the big part. That's your chest. The minor is what connects it to everything else. I tore the minor. I don't know if it indicates if he tore his pec major or minor in that article, Ryan, usually mm-hmm. if you pair the, tear the pec major, it heals uh, it depending on the severity of it, obviously, but it can heal on its own. The minor, you usually have to get surgery to repair it. And there's a lack of activation there. The recovery time when I got mine and I waited a long time, I waited like a year to get surgery. So my recovery time was much longer. So if he did get surgery, props to him because he's ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. But it's like a six month recovery time and it's going to take him a while to get back to full strength. So that is legitimately concerning. And I wish I knew that before I came in here and said I would take him in the first round because maybe that that low NFS grade, maybe that's something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, it's always possible. I mean, because I, I do think NFS has <clears> – <throat> I think that they do grade based upon injuries a little bit, right? Because it's – you're projecting a little bit. With the Jared Patterson, you have to take that into account a little bit. So it's it's something to definitely consider. I mean, obviously, as a fan of Notre Dame football, I'm going to hope that he gets back to his full self because I think that at the best, Jared Patterson is a top 50 caliber football yeah. player. I don't think anybody will – I don't think many people would argue with that. Right. Folks, that's going to be it from us on today's first center show. Ryan, who's the second center show? You're the one. Who are the other two Why centers you that we want to do this to me? You, Why you do you told always me, do this to you me? You told me, but I am forgetting. I, I'm I gonna am, wait, 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 tell, wait. Give me one second. Give me one second. The second center show should be Cedric Van Praan from Georgia and not Titman, right? Was it John Michael Schmitz? From yeah, it was John, it was John Michael Schmitz, Minnesota. Nice. So we're doing the uh, we're doing the two double last name guys. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I didn't even notice, man. Some of these pairings I do by accident are, are weird. Funny. That's really weird co- comparisons that are Cedric Van. You want to talk about a weird comparison too? Uh, John Michael Schmitz will be twenty four during the draft or right after the draft. Uh, Cedric Van Praan right now is still twenty years old. That's that's insane. All right, folks, that's going to be it from us. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with another offensive lineman comparison show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.